Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. If you're like me, it's now the end of the day, and you say, "Uh uh-oh, what are we going to have for dinner? Well, here's the solution. Eating better is easy with Factors Delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. You're going to have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Flexible for your schedule, get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive then take out, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash smirconish50 and use code smirconish50 because you'll get 50% off. That's code smirconish50 at factormeals.com slash smirconish50. Get your 50% off. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to Book Club with Michael Smirkanish. Hi, it's Michael Smirkanish. As a Sirius XM and CNN host, I'm known for speaking, but frankly, I read for a living. I need to know what to say, and so I consume over two dozen newspapers and websites daily. I read opposing views and studies and court cases and orders and op-eds just so I can discuss current events on radio and television. But my favorite reading? Books. Old school. And my favorite interviews? are with book authors. Book Club with Michael Smirconish is now in session. Scott Galloway is the NYU Stern School of Business professor, the host of the Professor G podcast and the Pivot podcast. He's a best-selling author now with a brand new book. It's called Adrift, America in 100 Charts. I'll tell you something funny. The book arrived at my house a couple of days ago. I open it up. I look at it. And I'm like, wow, this is really clean and sleek and a cool presentation. So I send Scott a note and I say, you know, congrats. I really like the look and feel of the book. And I'm looking forward to interviewing you both on POTUS and on CNN. And very appropriately, he sends me back a you know thank you note. Only a few days later, after I've read the book, do I read the blurbs on the back cover which include Bill Maher talking about Scott Galloway, a walking applause break. James Warren at Vanity Fair talking about Scott Galloway. Christopher Hitchens with an MBA. 
British GQ, Gordon Gecko with a social conscience. Huffington Post, intelligent, thoughtful, sometimes snarky, often humorous. I love this, that he put this on the jacket. Elon Musk says, insufferable numbskull. Fabulous. Love that. I remember when I, I remember when I asked Sal Palantonio to blurb one of my books, and he said, total horseshit. About my book. And he meant it in a mean way. And I put it on the jacket. But then there's a quote from me. And it says, a business world rock star. And I'm thinking to myself, oh shit. No, I know. But I'm thinking, Scott thinks the reason I praised the packaging (laughs) of the book is because my name's on the jacket. I swear to God, I didn't even know it. This is Scott Galloway. Hey, Scott. Hey, Michael. Why charts? Why charts? Well, first off, I'd appreciate it if you'd refer to me as rock star. Um, <laughs> I already did, but, apparently. <laughs> yeah, look, we've been we've been inter- we've had an alphabet for fifteen hundred years, so uh, we've been interpreting words for a little over a millennium. We've been interpreting images for tens of thousands of years. So, whether it's drawings on a cave wall or the height of the sun in the sky to inform when we should plant or harvest crops, we can process an image sixty times faster than words so if you can get a concept across in a chart or a graph it just sort of resonates more emotionally and i've spent 30 years kind of making my living communicating and the, the, i have the same question whenever i see anything and that is can we say this with a chart or or some sort of infographic so wanted to tell a story of our incredible achievements in america highlight some of the issues that i think ail us and then propose some solutions and do it with both a narrative, but basically built around a series of charts. And the theme, the common denominator, the the thesis is America is most like itself when it has invested in a strong middle class. Well, sure. The, the fight our wars, pay our taxes, put put men on the moon, come up with vaccines. You can look at, you know, we have this idolatry of innovators, and now these tech companies are more powerful than any government, you might argue. But there isn't a company that's worth over $500 billion. I don't care if it's Apple, Google, Moderna, or Tesla. That isn't really just at the end of the day, a genius layer of innovation set on top of forward-leaning investments by the American middle class guided by the government, whether it's GPS, whether it's U.S. Post Office, whether it's the space missions, whether it's credits or EVs or government-sponsored charging stations. So one of the things that's most disappointing and rewarding about our culture, and I'll start with the latter, is that the Americans who are most patriotic are the ones who've invested the most. Veterans are the most patriotic citizens. I find it disappointing that the least patriotic citizens are the ones that are the most blessed, and that is our tech billionaires, who are the first people to kind of criticize or roll their eyes at government, not acknowledging that none of them started an EV company or a vaccine company in Seoul or in Cape Town. There's something unique about America that keeps producing amazing technology, and it's been funded by the most successful VC in the history of mankind, and that is the U.S. government, whose investors are the American middle class. I flagged a couple of the charts that really jumped out to me. They might surprise you, which ones I I took particular interest in. Recently, I've got... uh, uh, Bob Putnam, Robert Putnam from Harvard, bowling alone on the brain, and I have on the brain Bill Bishop, the big sort, and I have on the brain Charles Murray coming apart. 
So in your brand new book, I flagged the chart. It's chart 22, Decline in Community-Based Activities in the U.S. How does that fit your narrative? Well, whether it's joining the Boy or the Girl Scouts, speaking to your neighbors, engaging in church activity, or even playing sports, all of these activities are off 30 to 50% in the last two decades. The number of teenagers that send that see their friends every day has been cut in half. The number of people that don't say they have a friend is now one in five. That's doubled. And we are a social species. You know, greatness is in the agency of others. You cannot accomplish anything great without establishing relationships with other people. And when they sent those, when they left those Japanese soldiers behind in the islands of the Philippines alone, they accomplished nothing. They didn't learn anything. They didn't learn anything, new techniques around survival. They just wreaked havoc and came out of the hills mentally ill. And I think one of the biggest things that ails us, just as we started finally talking about cancer and mental illness, we need to start talking about the epidemic in the U.S. that is loneliness, and it's especially severe among young men who get discouraged and then take to the basement and find DOPA or a near facsimile of meeting people or relationships or gambling in Robin Hood or porn or video games and literally lose the ability to interact with strangers. So the first piece of advice I get to any young person is that every day you need to be building something beyond yourself in the agency of strangers. We're a social species. We're a social species. If we don't smell, touch, and feel each other every day, we lose touch and we become depressed. Look, you're the guy who has owned this issue, and you and I have spoken about it on on CNN in the past. You might not know this. I don't know if you've yet seen the print edition of today's New York Times, but David Brooks's column is headlined, The Crisis of Men and Boys. Why is this particularly a male thing? Well, there's biological and societal reasons. The, The most basic is that a male's prefrontal cortex that kind of manages executive function, kind of gas on, gas off decision-making around when to study, when to play video games, when to be nice, when to be obnoxious. It's about two years behind a female's frontal cortex in terms of growth. So when you have an, uh, an 18-year-old boy and an 18-year-old girl, seniors in high school applying to college, you effectively have an 18-year-old competing against a 16-year-old. In addition, you have an education system which is Bias against men. Boys are twice as likely to be suspended on a behavior-adjusted basis. So two kids in the principal's office both caught cheating. The boy is twice as likely to be suspended. The black boy five times as likely. 70 to 80% of primary and secondary teachers are females, and understandably they champion who they see in themselves, other little girls, which results in 7 in 10 high school valedictorians are girls. In the next five years, For every one male college graduate, we're going to have two female college graduates, which has huge knock-on effects because at the end of the day, and we don't like to talk about this on the left, women mate socioeconomically sideways and up, men sideways and down. So college-educated women aren't interested in non-college-educated men. So we're seeing marriage rates and household formation plummet, and we're producing, as a result, a group of disaffected young men and a ton of the most dangerous person in the world, and that is a young man who was broken alone, not attaching to school, not attaching to relationships, not attaching to work. We're producing too many of them. It's a, it's a big deal, and I'm very heartened that it's finally getting a conversation. Also, Michael, 
that people are acknowledging just because you are evangelizing or bringing attention to the problem or being an advocate for young men doesn't necessarily mean you're anti-woman. The book is called Adrift, America in 100 Charts. This is the Book Club with Michael Smirconish podcast from Sirius XM. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. If you're like me, it's now the end of the day, and you say, "Uh uh-oh, what are we going to have for dinner? Well, here's the solution. Eating better is easy with Factors Delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. You're going to have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Flexible for your schedule, get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive. Then take out, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash smirconish50 and use code smirconish50 because you'll get 50% off. That's code smirconish50 at factormeals.com slash smirconish50. Get your 50% off. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Listen to Michael live weekdays on POTUS, Sirius XM channel 124 and on the SXM app. The book is called Adrift America in 100 Charts. Scott Galloway, here's another one that I've tabbed. Chart 44, the percentage of 30 year olds earning more than their parents did at age 30 in sharp decline. Well, we spent a lot of time talking about politics, talking about the economy, the stock market. But that's all the means. The ends, the reason we do all of this, and you're a parent, you know this, is that at the end of the day, you want to check one box, and that is you want your kids to do better than you. Right. And, and for the first time in our nation's history, that compact has been broken, and that is there are more 
30-year-olds now who are doing less well than their parents were at 30 and doing better. And that is a breakdown in the most basic compact between a society and its populace. It, there is nothing. You know, what's the point of any of this if our kids don't do as well as us? That is, that is, we need a massive investment in young people. We need to level up young people. They've gone from 19% of GDP, their wealth, to 9%. Every social program or fiscal program, in my view, is nothing but a transfer of wealth from young people to old people. I don't care if it's mortgage interest rate or cap gains, our two biggest tax deductions, who owns homes and stocks, old people who rents and works with current income as their salary, young people. Everything we have done, whether it's the PPB bailouts or a transfer of a trillion and a half dollars in the form of Social Security from young people to the wealthiest generation in the history of the planet, seniors, everything we do in America is a thinly veiled attempt to transfer money from your kids to people of our generation. Was it inevitable? I mean, at a certain point, because there had been so so many who exceeded the performance socioeconomic of their own parents, at some point that's got to come to an end? Or am I wrong? I would argue that, so when I wrote my first book, The Four, about big tech, it started out as a love letter. It ended as a cautionary tale. This started out kind of playing to my natural tendencies, which is to be a glass half empty kind of guy. But what I found by the end of the book was, there's this illusion of complexity that the incumbents and politicians and big tech foments, and that is these problems are intractable. All of these problems are of our own, our own making, and that's the bad news. The good news is all of them can be unmade. We're about to reduce carbon by 40% by 2030. Through the pandemic, with child tax credit, we cut child poverty by 50%. I didn't even think that was possible. We can level up men the same way we have leveled up young women and young people of color. We can move back to a progressive tax structure that reinforces the middle class. There is absolutely nothing wrong with America that can't be fixed with what's right with America. All of these changes are doable. And this kind of BS bereft resignation by our leadership and the incumbents that, oh, these are bigger problems. No, they're not. They're absolutely doable. And it's the illusion of complexity that is an additional tax and head fake by incumbents who want to continue to siphon off um, opportunities from young to old and from the bottom 99% to the top 1%. We can fix all of this. I'm not giving away all the charts for free, but one of them confirms something that intuitively I've always believed and I've said on air, both radio and television, and that is I have said, you know, the sort of person who risks it all to come to this country is the same type of individual mentality who will start a business. And I didn't know that the data exists, but you publish it. Chart 80, share of adults who started their first business. And it's a comparison between immigrants and the U.S. born. And Scott Galloway writes, and it makes sense. If you're an immigrant who took a chance on a new country, you might be more willing to take a risk on a new business, too. A very important message as we evaluate the immigration situation in the country amidst porous borders. Yeah, look, a third of the NASDAQ is not only run by immigrants, it's run by Indian immigrants. You're twice as likely to, to move up the income ladder when your parents are immigrants and if your parents are American-born. And what's just so disappointing is that we are an NFL team that gets the top draft picks from every college globally, and we've decided that we don't want them. It's just absolutely insane that, that we are the place where the best and brightest globally all want to come. And we've decided we're not sure we want them. So yeah, the, 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 
immigration is simply as growth and prosperity. When we when we squelch it, it's it's reduced. When we demonize them, it 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 absolutely it's taking it's shooting ourselves in the foot and then putting the gun in our mouth. It's 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 a key thing, and again, it can be fixed. My favorite quote in the book: "Before we can, before we can get to intercourse, we need discourse, and our discourse has become so coarse." that our fastest-growing mediums of communication are, unlike previous advances in communication, not increasing productivity, but increasing polarization and making enemies of allies. Please expand on that. I believe that if you look at America in a sober fashion, as compared to other nations, we are geopolitically stronger than we've ever been. Our GDP growth has been consistent. The world's most important products of the last 50 years haven't been a phone or the microprocessor. They've been vaccines, and no one's lining up to get Russian or Chinese vaccines. We still produce more trillion-dollar companies than anyone hands down. We have absolutely, um, you know, tremendous prosperity. The, 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 the problem is, if it was a horror movie, the call is coming from inside of the house. And that is some of our most successful companies, some of our brightest minds have a profit incentive to pit us against one another. And through um, gerrymandering and incumbent, um, incumbent district, districting and redlining, we have minority rule and such dramatic polarization that a third of each political party thinks the members of the other party are their mortal enemy. 54% of Democrats are worried that their kid's going to marry a Republican. We, my advice to young men is that they need to get out and every day force themselves to talk to strangers in a civil way. My favorite chart in the book is that a third of men under the age of 30 have not had sex in the last year. And people hear the term sex and their mind fires all different ways. But sex is a key component, a key step to the elemental foundation of any society. And that is a relationship. It is about time Americans realized that their best allies will always be other Americans. Our enemy isn't the other political party. Our enemy is pouring over the border in Ukraine. Men need to be more aggressive and start establishing contact, romance, and friendships and mentors and get out every day and talk to strangers, talk to other Americans. There's nothing we can do or nothing we can't do to start reconnecting to one another. Greatness is in the agency of others. All of us need to be more civil, take the temperature down, and force our sons out of the house to start meeting strangers in the agency of building something beyond themselves. Amen. A business world rock star. Hey, Scott, I really do <laughs> love the book. I love the book. And for all the reasons you say, the visual impact of it hangs with you much longer than would the written word. So I wish you good things, but I know it's going to be a bestseller. I appreciate that. It means a lot coming from you, Michael. And like I said, you always set, you always set people up for success. Thank you. Thank you. Scott Galloway, ladies and gentlemen, the book is called Adrift, America in 100 Charts. Book Club with Michael Smirconish. New episodes drop Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Listen to the Michael Smirconish program weekdays on Sirius XM's POTUS Channel 124 and anytime on the SXM app. Connect with Michael on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and at Smirconish.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. 
It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. My son had a gift with technology. With reliable internet at home through the Internet Essentials Program, the world opened up. He's part of this next generation of young people who feel they can thrive. Through Project Up, Comcast is committing $1 billion to help open doors for the next generation with the connectivity and skills they need to build a future of unlimited possibilities. 